How cool is this? A nice gin Gibson on the balcony of my cabin on the first day of the 80s cruise. Can it get any better? Hey, you want to keep it down over there, neighbor? I'm trying to get a little work done next door. Spearsy? You're next door to me on the Celebrity Summit again? Yeah, dude. Don't you remember? We scored the exact same cabins as last year. Now, if you don't mind... Wait, wait, what work are you doing? I'm your co-host for Trivia on the 80s Cruise, not Debbie Foreman, so don't try pulling any of that Star Trek mind meld on me. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. You're my host. But I have Terry Nunn from Berlin over here, and we're going through all the questions. Just making some, you know, slight adjustments. (laughs) Wait a minute. This is not fair. First, you do a two-part interview with Terry, and now she's hanging out with you while you guys redo the questions together? Don't worry. I've arranged for Thomas Dolby to stop by your cabin in a few minutes. He's going to go all over the technical adjustments with you. You know, blind you with his science. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're kidding. That sounds amazing and, and totally fair. Totally fair. Thanks, buddy. I've got plans for us with all the acts on the ship this year. Loverboy, Billy Ocean, Tommy Two-Tone, Berlin, of course, Lou Graham, Katrina, The Tubes, you name it. Well, what about Rick Springfield? He's hosting the cruise, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he has plans with your wife. Hey, now. Don't forget you can join us, too, on this magical vacation. It's March 17th to 24th, 2018, on our seven-night journey through the Eastern Caribbean. Uh, Brad, it's your turn. I'm not talking till you take back that Rick Springfield comment, bro. It's all innocent, dude. I think he's just giving her a guitar lesson or something like that. Don't worry. It's all above board. This is a woman who once yelled, I love you, Rick, at the top of her lungs at one of his concerts. I'm not convinced. But if you want to come with us, you can save $500 or more per person off advertised rates if you use the promo code STUCK when booking. Plus, you'll be invited to a private podcast recording with Brad, myself, and one of the celebrities on the trip. Just go to www.the80scruise.com to get started. But you better hurry. This trip is already 70% sold out. Now, without any further silliness, let's get on with this week's very special show, part one of our two-part interview with Terry Nunn. Travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the shenanigans. It was the early 80s, and sex was still a good way to meet new people. The disappointment. And that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. And the self-confidence. I'm six foot, three inches tall, and maintain a very consistent panda bear shape. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And B-Rad. And we are so happy. Uh, this is a bucket list interview for us. We have with us today an interview with Berlin's lead singer, Terry Nunn. Brad, I've been trying to get this interview for years now, and uh, so I'm really psyched. Now that you're cruise buddies, she takes your call, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. 
She uh, she happens to actually be coming through Central Florida here in a couple weeks. She's playing at Epcot Center. Oh, okay. Every year they have a flower and garden festival. It's like the spring version of the food and wine festival they have. Say, in the nothing fall. says Berlin concert like a flower and garden festival. I know. But hey, book the gig. She's actually performed at uh, Epcot before. This will be her second time there. But she's rolling through um, Central Florida for that. So myself and a bunch of the people that were on the 80s cruise this year, we're all going to go to the show. Nice. I think it's on April April 30th. Okay. There's a five. She's got a couple shows that day, but she's got a 5 p.m. show, and that's the one we're going to. And we're all wearing our purple cruise shirts. Of course, you are. Nice. And I might even have to break out the uh, uh, either the trucker's hat or the, uh, the maybe visor. the um, golf visor from last year. Go with the visor. Yeah. So it'll be fun, and uh, of course, it's important to know she's she's here in Epcot. She will be at 80s in the Sand. Yeah, in, in Punta November. Cana in November. That is seven day trip that has Berlin, Loverboy, Smithereens, Howard Jones, Tom Bailey. Um, we we might have mentioned it. It's, it's the, the, the lineup is insane. The lineup yeah. is insane. Right. So you know, I'll be there at Eighties in the Sand. Uh, I told I, when I told uh, you'll hear you'll get to hear Terry talk about when she hears that I'm going to be there with her. So that's kind of kind of amusing. Yeah, she kind of comes to the realization, oh, you're not just a crazed fan. You're actually a participant in the shenanigans as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be around, you know. Yeah. Work in so, the room, baby. <laughs> we will play half the interview this week, and then next week um, we'll give you the, the, the last 20 minutes of it. Yeah. I will tease you and say this week's version is mainly – she's going to talk about – the '80s cruise, um, yeah. how how her reaction to the to the to the crowd. Um, she obviously talks about Epcot and '80s in the Sand. She'll tell you about her first and only autograph that she's ever asked for. Yeah, interesting yep. story. And she'll talk about some of her early music influences her, and her reaction to David Bowie's death. So that ends. It ends that this twenty minutes ends on kind of a down note, and so yeah. you're going to be kind of like, "Whoa, what? Huh? But trust Bear me, with us. Bear with the, us. The yeah. next, the next twenty minutes for next week's show are, are pretty unbelievable. Um, one thing we should say ahead of time: you will hear some, some clicks and some yeah, rustling we, around sounds. I think I think she was like I don't know tap dancing or something while she was talking to you. I don't know. She's just getting some mic noise in places, and and also the other thing to warn you is there are a few places where the language gets a little salty. So you know maybe keep the younger ears out of the room if you're if you're concerned about that sort of thing. But uh, bear with us on the audio. We we did what we could to clean it up, but I you know the content outweighs the the annoying noises. I think. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope you agree. Anyway, sit back and enjoy part one of our conversation with Terry Nunn. Hi, Steve. This is Terry Nunn. Oh, wow. Terry Nunn on the phone. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, are you calling from uh, California? I am. Oh, excellent. First of all, I have to tell you, um, I was on the 80s cruise uh, earlier oh. this year. And yeah. um, <laughs> your two shows on the ship just blew everyone away. Wow. Oh, thank you. I didn't expect that reaction. I, I mean, we... We have never done a cruise before. We've never played a cruise, I should say. It was my second cruise being on one. I've been on one as 
as a guest once prior, but I've never played on a cruise. So I, I'm curious, maybe you can help me understand, you know, I, I, I'm used to people liking our show and loving our show, um, depending on, you know, the show. But what about this was so different than the other one? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I wasn't prepared to answer questions, only ask them. But um, uh, <laughs> the um, I think it was a combination. It was, it was a late night show. Um, yeah. Every, it, was, it was general admission. So everyone, like, was jammed up at the front, you know, like, it, you know, like the old days. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys came out and you played three of your – Biggest hits right off the bat. One, two, three. I mean, I think that whipped people into a frenzy. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so, good to know. Yeah. I mean. Okay. So uh-huh. that, I think that's and, and I mean, you can't, you can't um, doubt your own stage charisma. I mean, you're, you're overflowing with it. I appreciate it. But, you know, we, we played with a lot of other people and the, the response was, was so, uh, Really just, you know, and, and it's also, I mean, Steve, it, it's such a different experience anyway, because we're, we're on the boat with these people who saw our show for five days, you know, and usually when we do a show, I, I meet people afterwards, but then we go on, you know, we go on to the next city or we go home or, you know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I, I don't get the, you know, just feedback, feedback, feedback for that for so long. You know, that was, I get it on maybe on the Facebook page, you know, or, or, or on our website, we get people talking, but this was, you know, they were right there in my face, you know, telling me that this was beyond anything they'd seen on that cruise, on any cruise. And, and I, I was like, well, thank you. I like what, (laughs) I just couldn't, Figure out, you know, why that particular, why we, you know, there's a lot of good people on that, on that cruise. And, and I mean, I'm a massive cheap trick fan. So, you know, that for me was huge to get, to get to see them again. We played with them a number of times over the years, but it's still a thrill for me because God, I mean, in color and, and their, their debut album, those, those were Oh, life-changing experiences for me. I just thought that was the best thing ever. I think I was at 16, 17. No, I was a little older, maybe 18 when those, when those albums started coming out with them. Anyway, so thank you. Thanks for, thanks for the feedback. I mean, I appreciate a little more detailed answer for that. Cause it yeah. was, I mean, I, I, you know, I, it was great for me, Steve, because I got to bring, friends, family, you know, I got to bring my husband, I got to bring my kid on the cruise. I, I never do that. I mean, it, you know, I'm always out and about in some great place by myself, you know, and I'm with the band, but we're working together. It's not like having people, your loved ones, your family with you while you're working. And sure. it, it was just so great to have that experience that I wanted to, I wanted the, the cruise people to be happy. I wanted them to like it. I was hoping maybe they would think about asking us back. And <laughs> after the first show, the next morning, I got a call from the cruise director, Michael, and and he 
I mean, just that morning. Okay, what's it going to take to get you on the cruise next year? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been on both of them so far, the first and the second 80s cruise. And, oh, yeah? Um, the, um, I'm trying to th- I don't think there was any band. I'm trying to think back to the – well, Huey Lewis was, the, was like the big, big name the first year. Oh, yeah. And he probably got the uh-huh. same crowd reaction that you did. I mean, so you're – I mean, that's, that's where it was. I mean, and that was the first time I'd ever seen him. But, uh, he's great. You know, he's like, he's like your dad. You know, he's like your dad <laughs> who sings. He just comes across exactly like that. We've, we've played with him also a, a number of times. And, and he's just a real nice guy, you know. He's just like your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's, you know, obviously a good writer and singer. Yeah, yeah. His his voice sounded great, too. I was, you know. Yeah. That, that's always one of the things is, you know, 30, 40 years later, you start to, you know, that's the. It seems like you're always wondering with someone like him. How's his voice going to sound? It's like, it sounds great. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so, know. So speaking of unusual venues, and you're playing uh, Epcot Center later this month. Yeah. Is that a first? We no. I I think we played it once before, though it was easily ten years ago or more. It was in it was in the 2000s. I'm not sure what year. I could ask my booker and find out. But we did play it once before. So loved it. So no, is that is that so? Is that another gig that you, that the family comes along with then, or no? I I would love for them too. I don't know if if Paul is going to do it. Um, the next one he is coming on, I think is well, he's coming on the next cruise for sure. He had the best time. Yeah. My daughter is like, no, I'm not doing it again because she's <laughs> she was you know she's 12. There was one other kid. The uh, son of the uh, Ivan, the singer of Men Without Hats. He brought, yeah, he brought his son, and he's thirteen. She she is very social, and you know she she went in the pool and she played ping pong and she got to eat whenever she wanted and she got to stay up, but it it wasn't her thing. She didn't didn't like it enough to want to go again. Uh, there's one in the Dominican Republic at a resort that we're doing in November that uh, I think Paul is going to go to. It's his birthday, so I think I think he's going to come out for that one. That's yeah. uh, '80s in the Sand. Yes. Yeah, I'll be. I'm supposed to be there for that too. Oh, you going to that? Yeah, they usually bring me. But out you do to... a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> well, they bring me out to do. The... I always host the trivia contests. Oh, okay. So, so are you doing it for both the cruise and the Dominican Republic? You do the trivia contest? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, so is it the same company? No. No, different company. Um, okay. But um, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if you call them competitors or not, because I know a lot of people are going to both. And um, okay. I mean, so, uh-huh. but yeah, no. So it means every. It means I have to write a hundred more trivia questions about the eighties. Um, before mm-hmm. November, so okay. but it's always fun. Okay, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, they're not competitors because it's interesting. Cruise lines are a different kind of competition. In other words, when we play a city, well, you probably already know this. There are radius clauses, so we can't play like say in in Florida at, in that city. It's so so we can't play Orlando for a certain amount of time before and a certain amount of time after 
the show. It's in the contract because they don't want to compete with other venues and ticket sales, you know, against theirs. They want to sell tickets, obviously. So we have to sign that. Well, a cruise is completely different. Did, did you know that? No, I had no idea. We can't play another cruise for six months. Wow. Because, and if any cruise, any cruise that, that travels outside of them, outside, that leaves from the United States, we can't do at all. Nobody. Jeez. We have to sign the contract because they're all, the cruise lines are all competing with each other. Huh. If it leaves from Europe, we could do it. That's a different, I guess it's just different. They're, they advertise to different people and we're allowed to do that, but we're not allowed to play anything that's based in the United States. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I never, I've never, I've always kind of wondered about, you know, sort of the business strategy behind some of these, these events like this, because they just seem mm-hmm. so unique, but mm-hmm. um, they don't share that with me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, it's it's just a bigger, it's a lot more money, and it's it's a much more competitive feel because I guess you know cruises are getting so big now. You know, as it as the as the American population is aging, you know, they like traveling. And, yeah, and it's it's I, I I I've read that it's the cruise business is exponentially increasing and- because of that. So. Yeah, they're they're definitely competitive. I th- I think sometimes I think the fact that the people who are super into eighties music and the people who grew up and they were listening to eighties music in their teenage years, you know, high school and stuff, you know, they're at that age right now where they can travel a lot, like they're becoming yeah. empty nesters, and so that's yeah. why suddenly now you see an eighties cruise and an eighties in the sand, whereas you know, ten years ago, yeah, even though. The they weren't 80s. old enough to afford it. Right, right. The '80s revival was still there ten years ago, but the the means to travel and to to uh, on an immersive event like this, you know, where it's just '80s yeah. twenty four hours a day for seven straight days. Um, yeah, so- I know it's it's a lot. <laughs> oh my god! I would go into my room just to get away from this music. <laughs> oh my god! It was almost like my first cruise was Disney. And uh, nothing against Disney. I I am obviously, you know, work for them quite a bit and love everything Disney. Dis- Walt Disney is the only autograph I've ever asked for and gotten. Wow. I was eight years old and I saw Walt Disney at Disneyland in front of It's a Small World ride. He was getting out of a car with his family. And I knew it was him and I ran over and I said, well, you, w- I, I want to meet you. And, and he he put his hand out and, and I found something for him to sign. And it's to this day, the only autograph I've ever, I've ever asked for. Anyway, um, that said, when we did the Disney cruise, (laughs) Oh my God, talk about all Disney all the time. Oh my God. You want to kill yourself. It is just like everything on the TV, everything that you're listening to in the restaurants. It's all the Disney music. It's all the Disney movies. It's all the Disney shows. It's all the Disney pictures. It's all. <laughs> oh my God! I wanted to die. It was just. It's just. It's. It's too much, man. It's just so much Disney. Oh, I just want to get away. And, I mean, the good news is, you know, your our kid was was busy all day long. We never saw her. Yeah. She was, 
always, you know, in the kids' place, you know, having a great time. And she would come in at midnight every night. We were already in bed. She would come in at midnight when the teen place closed and <laughs> go to bed and then get up and be gone again. Wow. You know, we knew she was perfectly safe. Yeah. And she had a blast. She'd do that again in a heartbeat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I know when uh, I, I told a couple of people from the '80s cruise, you know, some of the other people that were on us that I was going to schedule to talk to you tonight, and they're all like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you know, ask her, ask her why, you know, you know, are they going to participate in the theme nights next year? Are they going to dress up?" And I'm like, "They're not going to dress up," but you just, <laughs> I'm like, "Just no, no." It's like, it's, <laughs> well, we're working. I mean, I'm. I know it's a I job. I am. It well, it's because it's more than just the two shows. Um, they they book they book the artists for a certain number of appearances on top of the shows. Okay. So this last year, I they they asked me to do two, and I did uh, the Q and A with yeah. the ladies of the eighties, and then I did the I thought it would be a wine tasting, but it turned out to be a martini tasting. So we hosted that. Well, next year, so I'm doing four appearances on top of the two shows. So I'm basically working every day. I don't really get to get off the boat. I, it's, it's constantly doing stuff. And yeah. I don't mind uh, because it's just such a great experience when I have a break just to be on a cruise with people that I love and it's wonderful. But that's why I don't also do the theme nights because I'm either going to bed because I've got another appearance the next day or I've got a show that I'm yeah. doing that night and I can't be part of it. So that's, that, you know, they they keep you working. Yeah. Oh, they keep me working. I I had to do. I never got off the boat the entire time I was there this year. And, really? Uh, what were you doing? Well, if I was I was either editing or re-editing the questions for the for the trivia contest because people were complaining they were too yeah. difficult. Um, or. <laughs> Or too easy. <laughs> or, yeah, so we had to re-edit them to make them, to give people more clues. Or we were recording yeah. podcasts or um, we were doing, you know, social promotion right. and stuff like that. So we were, you know, or yeah. I was trying to catch up on my sleep, you know, so. Yeah, exactly. I totally understand. That was the one thing that kept me going was, was you know, they didn't schedule anything early, so that helped. No, they they scheduled all the trivia things early. I was the one who had to do the nine thirty and ten thirty oh. events, but uh, that's no. okay. It was bad. I know oh. we weren't happy about it either. Oh. So I have to ask you. So you know the love of the love affair with eighties music. You know, in my youth, you know, it's understandable. So I'm curious. You know, what kind of music were you listening to during your teen years? You know, obviously it's a different era. Yeah, uh, I was listening to David Bowie, Pink Floyd. Let's see. We're looking at the seventies. Um, Roxy Music, Fleetwood Mac, Heart, seventies. Cheap Trick. Oh yeah. Then you know we started getting really good, like with Elvis Costello and Talking Heads and Blondie. We're talking late seventies now. Um, television, uh, Iggy pop um and i know iggy was well before the late 70s but that's when i when i noticed him and uh we also opened for him he was one of the first shows we ever played with a quote punk guy 
And I was terrified because at that time, it was all about spitting. Like the, the whole thing with Sex Pistols had started in the late 70s. And people were into it here. It's like, ah, oh, you know, and they were all about spitting on each other and on the bands. And I mean, opening for Iggy Pop, I thought, oh my God, you know, they're a punk audience. We're an electronic, we're a synth, a new wave band. That's what they call it then, a new wave band. And who knows if they're even going to like us because we're not violent, we're not loud, we're not any of that, you know. So, but it was Iggy, you know, I was so excited <laughs> to get to even do a show. And so, yeah, I mean, we did the show. They didn't spit on us. They, they crossed their arms in front of their chests and just kind of looked at us. They didn't hate it. Uh, they clapped a little, but clearly they wanted Iggy. So that was my one, my one uh, brush with Iggy fame. It's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Every every British musician I've ever interviewed over the years, they all have they all quote um, Roxy Music and David Bowie. I mean, those are like the bookends oh, God, yeah. of influence. Oh God, yeah, just um, amazing. Both of them. Oh. There's there's they're the same people. I always, because I always, you know what? I said this. I said this on my website, and I'll say it to you. Without David Bowie, we would not have had glam rock. David Bowie, what he started it. He was literally the father. Without him, we wouldn't have had Queen. We wouldn't have had Elton. We wouldn't have had um, uh, New York Dolls. We wouldn't have had Roxy music. We wouldn't have had any of that. I mean, he opened up the doors and started that whole, you know, androgynous, it's okay to be gay or it's okay to be bisexual. It's okay to be not sure. He was all of that wrapped up in one guy. And after him, it was like, oh, it's cool now. And everybody came out, you know, it was like a whole movement that was, that was because of him. And without glam rock, there wouldn't have been Berlin. There would never have been new waves without glam rock. So all of it, to me, traces back to Bowie. What was your uh, immediate reaction when you heard that he'd passed? It fucked me up for a while. A couple of months. Yeah, I, I, it, it, it was too shocking. It, it did, it didn't compute. It wasn't. It just wasn't expected. You know, when someone's old and you hear they're sick and or you know if they're just old. You know, when they when you hear the past, it's like yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, of course. You know, he had a good life, or yeah, he was really sick. Yeah, but he didn't tell anybody. I found out later that that a few people knew, but he didn't advertise it he never talked about the you know the diagnosis the cancer diagnosis and so it came out of nowhere for all of us i owe not only my love for for music uh in large part to him but my career because the kind of music i wanted to do was directly related to what he had started So there we go, part one of our interview with Terry Nunn. Sorry it had to end on such a down note there with uh, David Bowie. Uh, man, now I'm all depressed again. <laughs> but she's great. Yeah, very chatty, uh, very good with her answers. The autograph thing's amazing. That's I mean, if you're going to just have one. Yeah. 
have a beer hero. Yeah. So she still has it to this day. So she told me. So next week, when we get back for part two, she'll talk about the early days in LA. She'll talk about the US Festival. She'll talk about, um, you know, the reunion of the band. Yeah. Um, and there will be some news that you'll hear in that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so, good, good second half. Strong second half. As strong yes. as the first half was, the second half is going to. Right. Trust me. Smile. You're going to yes. be smiling. Yes. Why you will, not you smile? will love. You will love part two. Trust me. <laughs> um, especially when she talks about what music does for her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Very much. I had very much an awkward moment where I, I started to uh, get very red in the face. Um, uh, that's kind of one other thing that makes me so flustered. You know what that is? The seggies. What's happening? Hot stuff. Uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for mystery movie moment. Uh, you know the drill here. We will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. If you get it right, you're entered into the drawing for some swag, some stuck in the 80s swag. It'll either probably be a bottle opener, um, a re- like a stuck in the 80s bottle opener, not like a, we went to the grocery store and got you one. Here you go, <laughs> bottle opener. Bottle you opener. Got- you can open bottles now. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Mean and it. Bye. Or, or, or quite possibly an 80s trucker, 80s cruise trucker's hat. So, because I've got, I think I have three of them left now. Oh, nice. Uh, pay attention. Here was the clip from our last show. This one was specially picked by Jen with one N. That is one nutty hospital. Yes, most of you knew that was uh, Bill Murray in Tootsie. Did we, did we just have a Tootsie clip? Um, We might have. Uh, no one called matter. me on that, but I think you're right. I thought we did. I don't know. Anyway. Well, so, so many, good. So many movies made in the 80s. <laughs> Every once in a while you have to go back. <laughs> They're, yeah, you're you're not wrong. It's gravy okay. training can last forever. So, uh, <laughs> when does the gravy start showing up? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully soon. I'd love mm, delicious gravy. gravy. Who doesn't love gravy? Read some of the winners, Brad. Winners this week include Canuck and Cali, Jonathan in Alabama, Joe in Michigan, Stony Stitt, Greg in Ohio, Christian in Duluth, Ed from West Seattle, Jay Swash in Beaver Creek, Anne in NorCal, DJ in Clinton, Dave Augie August, Ryan the Pirate, Todd in Minnesota. And your main benevolent 80s overlord, Ron Raymond. Pay attention. Here's this week's uh, mystery movie clip. No way I'm going to pass this exam. You might as well just chuck it. You'll pass. There isn't a student made that I can teach. A little conceited, aren't you? I'm very good. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. My, my brain keeps wanting to say but I know. Don't use that email address anymore. I mean, I don't still get your it. email, but you're, all you're doing is making me forward it to myself. I'm going to beep that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got plans for my brain later today. Trust me. If I'm able Does to say all the car battery. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't want to say just in case it ends badly. Just, just be uh, sure you have the rubber mouth guard in. Okay. I don't want you biting off your tongue again. Yeah. Not again. Once was enough. I promise. Uh, and then uh, tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. Ah, the mystical refrain of that is name that 80s tune. Hey, you know the drill here. We will play a snippet of a song from the 80s. Again, if you're, when you are, uh, if you're one of the winners, you're entered into the drawing for the uh, swag. So with that being said, with a minimum of uh, errors, error, 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 um, <laughs> not including the one that I actually see Brad fixing on the screen in front of me right before I read it. 
<laughs> Hammered out. We do what we must do. Um, pay attention here was the clip from our last show. That's In Your Room by the Bengals. Again, this was picked out by Jen with one N. I'm not sure how uh, I feel about this song. I'm kind of liking the video. I like the Bengals. I, 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 they're okay. I, they're, I mean, oh no, don't get me wrong. I just don't really like, eh, the song. Hmm. Would I leave this song on was, if it came on the radio? No, probably not. Uh, yeah, I would. A lot of people thought it was Wild Wild West. Which I would not keep on if it came on the radio. Just FYI. Yeah, I'm with you on that one too. So, the novelty has worn off. I know. Read some of the winners. The novelty of reading the winners has not worn off. Winners this week include Stoney Stitt, Joshua in Birmingham, Dr. Jean Marc Bovee, Tim in Media PA, Chris B. Critter in Minnesota, Brock in North Dakota. 8-Bit Johnny and his lovely wife, Coleco Carey from Detroit, Nurse Marie, and Buckeye Girl. Okay, uh, time for your favorite uh, manual labor of the week. You want to spin the wheel for us, see who wins the prize? Nothing would please me more. <laughs> I, just get, I just love that so much. It gets better every time. Yeah. Okay, we're slowing down. Here we go, here we go. And the winner looks like it's going to be, oh, it's your main benevolent 80s overlord, Ron, Ron Raymond. Ron Raymond. I, for one, welcome our new 80s overlord, Ron Raymond, and, yeah. and wish to send him a bottle opener and or a trucker's cap or right. a silicone bracelet. Oh, that's right. Or rubber band, as we like to call them in Florida. With, uh, don't start with me, Spearsy. <laughs> Uh, Ron, send us your snail mail, and uh, we'll we'll get the mechanism uh, engaged and find you something. In the start meantime, the machine. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, start the machine. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us again. Podcast at sit80s.com. That time is spoken eloquently. And tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. We're in styles. And we're really into Perfume Pretty Barbie. Perfume Pretty Barbie's into fragrance for both of us. It comes with Barbie. She's into gowns that go from short to long with just a touch. We're into we're Barbie. Barbie. We're into cool cars. So we're into the Barbie Ferrari. Barbie's into her Ferrari. What a dream. She's into driving with Ken to the party scene. Ferrari. You put it together. Dolls and fashions sold separately. We're into Barbie. And we're back, and we have a few minutes left. I thought, let's play a game called What's Your 80s Obsession? Brad, what's your 80s obsession this week? So I'm finally catching up on some of my reading. I've been traveling a lot, so I've had some time to read on the plane. And uh, I got uh, the new Phil Collins book, uh, Not Dead Yet, for Christmas. And I got to tell you, it's a lot of fun. You don't need to be a big Phil Collins or a big Genesis fan to kind of enjoy um, enjoy the stories he tells. He opens up with this story about going to a psychic because his dog would drag a blanket out from it. I mean, it's this weird story, but it just, it kind of sets the tone for the book. It's very conversational. He's, he, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I told, I really recommend it. Cool. Cool. Excellent. 
Um, so here's my deal. <laughs> here's my 80s obsession. So I bought a new place to live, and I closed on it this week. Nice. Um, just a couple of days ago, actually. Land and, Baron, um, Steve Bear, Steve Spears. It's layer number five or six. I forget. So, but it's like the first time I've like will have lived in a home that I've owned in about five years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Since you moved to Orlando, yeah. 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 Because I sold I sold my old lair in St. Pete, and I've been renting here the whole time. And um, so I'm, I'm I've I found a place. It, it took me a while. The housing market being as it is. And it's got a perfect room for my, the recording studio for the podcast. It's got a nice. guest room so that uh, you know if you and Katie ever find yourself in the Orlando area, you can yeah. uh, the, the the B Rad Clan can crash. Yeah, and um, but but what it has too is a lot of blank walls mm. and a lot of opportunity. Like now, I finally have a place that I can change, you know, the way I want to be. And if yeah. I want to, so so now I'm like faced with. You can I come want back this, next year as a totally normal person. <laughs> I want to get some really cool '80s type stuff to put, you know, on the walls. Now you've been in my apartment, yeah. But I have now. I have a lot of '80s stuff hanging on the wall and stuff. But right, but it's a smaller place. So yeah, this new place has just got epic walls for for stuff. And I'm like, so, so I, I guess I guess I'm looking for suggestions from '80s Nation on like, you know, what could I do, you know, to this place to make it kind of. An 80s palace. I, you know, I there's say, really only one right answer, and that is to recreate that Asia album cover from your college dorm. You know, it's funny because there's, um, there's a big blank accent wall in the kitchen. Oh, oh my and God. And it would actually work really well for that. So that that's the big thing is I literally have you this. do that drink. and chicks will go sterile just looking <laughs> at you. Yeah. But I have um, – the one purchase I've already made is um, – it's called a Taple. It is oh, you a, bought one of those. Oh, that's I, so great. I'm so happy for you, Steve. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a coffee table that's made out of a gigantic cassette. Yeah. Oh, they're very cool. And, they, yeah, they just released a couple different versions. And, yeah, those yeah. look so great. So I did buy one of those, and it's supposed to be delivered in July. Fantastic! And it's got like a dry erase part where you write it. So it's like a mixtape. You can change what's on nice. what's on the tape at any given time. And the little places Spiracy's where the Mopey Mix Volume One, Spiracy's yeah. Mopey Mix Volume Two, Spiracy's <laughs> Mopey Mix Volume Twenty Seven. Yeah, so it could be pretty cool. I hope it's cool, but we'll see. No, you know, those I don't are know. great. That's gonna be great. It's a, yeah, those are they look wonderful. I hope they're built as good as they look like they are. Yeah. If not, I'll just put it as an accent piece somewhere else, and you know. I don't even have I don't even have a coffee table now. I mean, you you've been in my place. It's yeah. like I have a couch that comfortably sits one and a half people, <laughs> and a cat, and the cat, and um. So I need like a chair. I wouldn't mind something like I've got a lot of Rubik's cube stuff already. But if there's something yeah. like like oh like a chandelier that hung down that had Rubik's cube on it or something, I don't know. I just oh. if anybody sees anything online. That would lend itself like like they would say, hey, that's really cool, but I would never do that because I have taste. But Steve would do it. Steve's a Steve's crazy. So if you see anything like that, just send me a link or something like that because that's I'm looking for a dare to be great uh, decorating opportunity. <laughs> dare to be great opportunity. I will I will put Katie on the case. So yeah, I just we'll see. I I got I got to get it, it painted in the next couple of days and put some new carpet upstairs. Um, 
But uh, once that's done, then I'm going to be moving in in a couple weeks. And uh, very, very excited. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, I'm excited to see how you decorate the place. But I'm also excited to hear part two of Terry Nunn's interview next week. Me too. Me too. So tune in next week. We will have Terry Nunn back for another second half of her interview. I'm telling you, it's ten times better than the first. You'll love it. But in the meantime, Terry, myself, and B-Rad, we remain here uh, along with Steve's new lair. Hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a class of 85 production. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And remember, this is only an exhibition, not a competition. Please, no wagering.